It's your girl Sunday Speaks back with another Sunday Herbal Talk. Um, tonight I am uh, coming at you with a herb that I never really tripped off of only because of the name. The name made me think that I was about to get into something real sweet and that can very well be the problem when you're working with herbs. You've got to taste these things for yourself. Just like last night with the comfrey. Um, there's tons of things that I said, but you gotta experience these things for yourself. You gotta do your own research. You gotta figure it out for yourself. You gotta try it for yourself so you can figure out what certain things are. See, I had never, ever tried this particular herb before. However, tonight will be the very first time that I'm trying it. And from all of my research, I know I'm not about to taste nothing sweet. That herb is wild cherry bark. Yay! Yes, wild cherry bark. So before I begin the segment, let me do my disclaimer because I like I, I just said it. You got to do your own research. So this is not a remedy, I mean, not a prescription. I'm not a doctor. All I'm doing is sharing information with you all, educating you all on things that I am learning just as you are learning. When I'm doing these these herbs, this I'm learning all of this information for the first time. I'm working with herbs that I have never, ever really worked with, but have heard of. And I would love to work with some that I've never heard of too. But anyway, I am not a doctor. This is not, this is not for you to take and go and run with it and use it. Anything that you decide to put into your body, I don't care what it is, do your own research and consult a physician first. Okay, that's the bottom line. I ain't gonna say no more. Let's get started. Started, hey. Anyway, wild cherry bark. Man, what is it not to say? This particular herb, which is the bark of a cherry blossom tree, y'all. Yeah, you know them cherry blossom trees that be growing out when, so you don't really see them in, in certain neighborhoods. I'm sorry, you just really don't. You see them like in, sometimes you see them in like the, like, the areas where there's beautiful homes or something where a person probably planted it because they wanted something beautiful to grow in front of their house. And then every now and then you might stumble across one, you know, here and there. But that tree that has that purple, those purple, um, I mean, those pink flowers on it. It's very, very pretty. It's, and, and, and the interesting thing about it is I always thought that a cherry tree was those burgundy trees. You know, those deep, dark burgundy trees that grows those little fruits on them that look like cherries no that's a cherry plum tree I had no idea I just found that out today um but anyway that wild cherry blossom tree um grows abundantly in certain areas and I'm gonna read some of that stuff um as I'm talking to you right now tonight um last night I forgot to reference some of the websites that I was on and I want to kind of make things kind of ethical you know what I'm saying because you know we're doing podcasts and stuff or whatever you know we want people other people to get you know some recognition especially if they've done all the research or whatever I'm doing some research don't get me wrong but there's other research research that I'm finding from other people maybe you might want to go on one of these websites and check some things out I have no problem with um with opening my floor and giving people credit where credit is due. So I'm going to make sure I reference tonight. Reference, reference, reference. Um, so um, cherry blossom tree grows in the springtime and the flowers are, um, are 
usable, but the leaves I hear are toxin. So you don't want to drink the leaves. You just want to drink, if you're going to use the, the flowers, you can use the flowers. And for the most part, it's the bark that you'd like to have. And it's not the outside of the bark. So you see the tree in the trunk and it has that, that scab around it because your tree trunk is just like skin. Well, I shouldn't say skin, scab. I'm going to say skin. So it has skin around it. But you know what? <laughs> Changing subjects right here. I'm change something just a tiny bit. One thing about the cherry bark tree is that if you if it gets cut, it grows back a scab, a, like a, a a scab that almost look like a dark dark blood. So it's it's man, it's alive. So anyway, what you um, want to do is you want to take off the skin, the, the top layer of the skin, and get in. But the top layer of skin, it it does have some medicinal components, but not as much as the. Um, the inner meat so if you like you know ever see a, a cherry blossom tree and you want to cut from it first of all you're going to ask the cherry blossom tree if it's okay for you to take a piece of its bark and then you proceed and so you want to cut the top layer off take that you know take that too because that's good stuff and then go inside and take the inner meat part of the cherry blossom tree so that'll give you all your medicinal components now i'm gonna go look for me a cherry blossom tree tomorrow um I may not find one because, you know, spring is almost over and yeah, it's almost over. But anyway, um, I'm still going to go look for one out in Walnut Creek or Brentwood area, something like that. You know, sometimes you find things like that in Oakley or, or um, even Concord, but I'm going to go the Brentwood area way. But anyway, um, wild cherry blossom helps with spermatic coughs. So if you're having any type of whooping cough or if you're having some type of cold in your chest and you just, you can't get it out, what it will do with the whooping cough, if you're having whooping cough, is relax the muscles to help you to be able to get some rest because we all know that coughing for the most part happens in the nighttime when you're laying down here comes this mother cough cutting up or your asthma cutting up and i don't know what that is it's it's crazy i think it just has a lot to do with the body relaxing and the the the, the muscles or the chest and the lungs you know just finally being able to relax and then they start to compress because they're so you know they're so relaxed I'm, I, that's what i'm thinking because when you're up and you're about they're open this is, this is just a hypothetical thought, you know. I'm not a doctor, so I don't really know. And I'm just thinking from the top of my head. But anyway, what this wild cherry blossom does is it helps with coughs. Um, it helps with the, the whooping cough. And then if you have some cold in your chest and you're not coughing, if you drink some of that, it'll help you cough up that nasty phlegm. So that's a really, really, um, this is a really, really good uh bark to have and I'm not sure if kids can have it or not I'm going to do some research while I'm I'm on this uh podcast right now and I'll find out at the very end let me write that down so I'll know to um to look it up um what people usually do with it to for it is you can drink it as a tea but a lot of people make a um a tincture or make a syrup out of it they combined it with another herb called whorehound and um and other herbs as well, because it talks a little bit about that in this uh, on this website that I'm going to be reading from. Um, but uh, whorehound will be another herb that I want to talk about. I wanted to talk about it today, but I said, no, I'm not going to talk about whorehound. I'm going to talk about uh, wild cherry blossom. Um, but anyway, some people like to make it, and I've never made any, but I would love to make some so I could know which way I would like to do it. Um, I personally would like to maybe try it um, 
unboiled. So some people, what they do is they boil it down. They boil it down um, until they can extract all of the medicinal components out of it. But what people don't realize is that when you're boiling it down, you're extracting, uh, you're you're not getting the full-fledged benefits of it because you're losing some of that um, the, the components of it from the heat. I'm not saying it doesn't work. It does. It does work, but it, you can get a whole lot more of the components of the herb if you don't boil it in such hot on such high temperature so one of the other things I would suggest is that you can actually put it in a bowl with a lid put it in a bowl with some uh, lukewarm water and sit it out in the sun it's like making uh, sun tea or whatever the case may be a jar not a bowl but a jar a clear jar put it out in the sun let it sit there for a couple days and then take that and bring it in and put you some honey in it and stick it in the refrigerator and then kind of sip on it for like two weeks or whatever because it doesn't have a long life um, considering the fact that you didn't cook it down now see cooking it down you may get it to be a little bit longer because you're going to stick it in a mason jar put the top on it and put it in some dark place for like however long you need it to be in but when you don't do that and you just kind of like going strictly with the water you want to make sure that you don't start growing mold uh, you can you can grow mold and make you some kabucha you know <laughs> it ain't gonna kill you it ain't gonna kill you that's for sure that's another segment that we'll talk about at some point but um yeah, so that's that's a way to make the syrup. Um, I have a cup of it right now, and I get to try it for the very, very first time. I've never tried. I've never tried um, cherry bark, and again, I know it's not sweet, <laughs> but for some reason, for many, many, many years, when I heard the word cherry bark, I thought of it being sweet. So let's see. I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and just take a sniff of it really quickly. small undertone of floral believe me when I say undertone very small undertone it's not that it's not greeny that's for sure I can almost taste if it makes sense I can almost taste the bark of it I'm sure it's a word for it but I can almost taste the bark of it interesting very very interesting yeah see I had never um I've never tried that before that's wild I can totally see that with some honey or something just to kind of you know um bring a tiny little bit of flavoring to it because it's not very strong you know like you trace certain green teas green um herbs be tasting bad like what is this but anyway let's get back to the segment <laughs> um so uh, that's that's one part of what it does, you know, colds, influenzas, anything like that. You can drink it, or you can make a, a syrup out of it. It also helps with um, a sluggy digestive system. So if you're having trouble with eating or whatever, you can drink yourself a cup of that, and it should promote um, appetite. Um, it's also good for you if you have some digestive problems, if you're having some, you know, some problems with your your stomach, upset stomachs, diarrhea. If you're having any tension, it's supposed to relax that 
those muscles, those muscles that are tension in your stomach or in your in your mind, whatever, those muscles that are clenched is supposed to relax those muscles and to, to give you the, the stress relief that you need. And um, this is coming from that website that I was telling you about, um, Lavender Moon. Um, I'm going to put it in, in, the, in the content when I'm done with this. So um, it also talks about how um, the herb is a part of, well, this I had already known, that it was part of the Rose family. So it has the same uh, components as, not the same, but the same, um, what is the word I'd like to say about that? It shows up in the same sense as a, as a rose when it comes to how, because think about it, when you're, when you're driving down the street and you see them beautiful ass cherry blossom trees, don't they make you smile? A rose usually make us smile. If we came across a beautiful rose bush, we're like, dang, those roses are pretty. You know what I'm saying? Like some flowers are nice. Yeah, okay. But a rose, a rose catches your attention and so does that. So spiritually, when we're looking at the spiritual aspects of it, which we haven't gotten to yet, it spiritually calls you. It's spiritually warming. One of those type of things. So um, it's part of that family. So uh, it's na- it's native to all of North America. It grows wild throughout the United States. It grows in hardwood forests and fields. Um, it grow- grows along roadsides and fence rows. Um, it prefers to be in in sandy in like sandy areas. Um, the inner bark of the branch in the midsummer of the fall is what you would like to in, in the mid summer or fall is when you want to pull from it. You don't want to pull from it while it's in its full bloom. And while it's in its full bloom, um, they they say you're supposed to pull the flowers. Um, I don't know the whole details about the flowers, like I said, because I haven't gotten to that that particular herb yet, but at some point I'd love to go over it. But anyway, um, let's see what else it says. Uh, I thought this was really interesting too. Um, so... You can use it while you're pregnant, according to this. Um, And if that is the case, then it should be okay for children. If you can use it while you're pregnant, it should be okay for children because, hey, your unpregnant, unborn child is going to be consuming it as well. So it says, do not consume the leaves. So the leaves are not something that you want to consume. To make the syrup, use one part cherry bark, one part honey. On the other hand, to tincture, use four parts cherry bark and 12 ounces of water. Uh, Next, add eight ounces of alcohol. If you use alcohol, create a decoction of one ounce bark to one pint of water. First, bring to a boil. After that, steep for at least 20 minutes. Cover. Finally, drink as necessary. See, this er, this recipe says to boil it. And like I said earlier, some says don't. So again, that's where you got to do your own research. Figure out which way you want to go. Um, and then uh, here's something else that I thought was really interesting. It says Cherokee women used wild cherry bark to ease labor. Um, Europeans learned of the tree medicinal properties and therefore began the use in the 19th century. So it was discovered by um, the Indians and um, like many things. And I don't mean no disrespect when I say that uh, it was uh it was taken and used in certain colonies that had nothing to do with the, the Indian, the Indian 
culture, but that's okay. You know, each one teach one. I'll say that for the rest of my life. Um, it's an anti-inflammatory. Um, it's also a bitter. It's an expectorant, um, astringent. Um, it's a nervine and, and sedative. So it does relax you and get you into a good night's sleep, which means that once I get through drinking this, I'm going to go in here and probably go nice, smooth to sleep. Um, it exhibits um, activity in human cells. For example, uh, colorectal, pancreatitis, prostate, and breast cancer cells. So they have seen a difference when people are drinking cherry bark, when they have certain cancers or diseases or anything like that, which I thought was probably kind of a good thing, right? Um, so the spiritual properties of it. So my research, and I'm going to read what they talk about on here. My research, I found that it was something that people used to lure in, like back in the medieval days, people would use it to lure in. I want, oh, you know what? I need to see how long it's been around. Because from what I heard, it was the medieval days. So they would use it to lure in lovers, put it and put it underneath the pillow of your lover, and your lover would, would be more affectionate, more loving, the sex would be greater. And then they also use it to uh, to turn um, lovers, uh, like any lover who decided that he wanted to leave you, she wanted to leave you, you can use it to make dark magic, which we do not want to talk about dark magic. I don't like dark magic. I don't like that. Um, because at the end of the day, if you're using dark magic, you know, you're obviously, um, I don't know, you're obviously uh, bitter and being bitter. Uh, just don't move things forward. You know what I'm saying? Like, we could easily do dark magic because shit is real. But if you're using dark magic, then life must not be good for you. You know what I'm saying? So I don't want to talk about dark magic. But that was one of the things that I did learn um, today when I was listening to the, um, a woman on YouTube talk about it. And um, that one thing that stood out for me is the fact that you can put it under your lover's pillow. Didn't necessarily stand out for me, but shit, it talked about what you could do. And then also for beautiful night dreams. So if you're, you know, you like to have beautiful uh, dreams, you can put a little bit under your pillow. So, um, some of the spiritual properties that it talks about on here is lust, direction, um, frugality, favor, invisibility, magic potency. Other spiritual properties of wild cherry block includes burning as an incense while performing deviation to enhance the results or while performing love spells. I just talked about that. To find a partner in Highland folklore, wild cherry bark have mystical qualities, therefore in countering one was considered auspicious and faithful wow this feminine bark is associated with the planet's venus oh my god so it's a feminine herb that's another feminine herb yesterday's herb was a feminine herb too um uh comfrey is a feminine herb as well i like feminine herbs because i can relate i can relate to any of their the, if you really sit back and think about the things that they actually do um especially on the spiritual realm you can kind of be oh i get it because as a woman we get it right um what was i just at i was writing down the word feminine so it's a feminine herb uh the 
feminine bark is associated with the planet Venus. Venus, that's my planet. I'm a Libra. That's my planet. And the signs of Virgo. Okay. Okay. In addition to elements of water. <laughs> so many um, Virgo and elements of water. Wow, I already feel like I'm tired. Um, and the Knight of Swords in the Tarot. Not really into the tarot reading, but I would love to look that up a little bit more and see what they're talking about with that. So let's um, click out of there and let me go into my book and see what it says. So herbal, herbal healing for women. Let's see what it talks about. I like this little book because it um, really breaks down some, some things that we as women go through that you don't get to really hear about um, on a daily basis. This is a really good book. about syrups so it's basically saying the same thing that we just talked about um uh working with wild cherry blossom and cough and cold syrups for the throat so it doesn't really like give anything um yeah that's all it talks about is what the herb is good for and uh how you can use it in a tincture and how you can use it in a syrup the same things that I just talked about a minute ago because that's what this book is about this book is strictly about different remedies that you can use with the herbs it doesn't like break each herb down so I am going to also look at this one and this one was written by Rosemary Gladstone and then this one is the master book of herbalism written by Paul Bayer so let's see if we can find something Venus, I just ran into that. These herbs are highly recommended for those sullen and unhappy, particularly when those states of distress are caused by the lack of social grace. Oh my God, that's a whole nother segment. We'll get into that. We'll get into this. This is herbs and astrology. Yes, 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 yes. Maybe I'll break up the monotony every now and then and do something like that. But um, let's do this really quickly because I don't like to go over 30 minutes. You know, um, statistics say you can hold someone's attention for maybe nowadays. It used to be, I think it was was like five minutes. And now I think it's only for like one or two minutes. If you ain't saying something that makes no damn sense, then people don't have nothing, don't want to be bothered to listen to what you have to say. So I'm hoping that this holds your attention for a few moments and that you're able to listen to what it is that I'm saying because in the end, all of this makes sense. And the more we know about herbs, baby, the better we off how we could put the pharmaceuticals out of fucking business and we can live a little longer. That's why I decided to you to, to get into herbs and now I'm even more so deep into them because I think it's important that each one teach one and we learn what we need to learn about some of these herbs. So let's see. Wild. There we go. Wild cherry. 371. Let's see what I got to say in 371. 
many herbs which work directly upon the lungs and chest and are particularly effective in treating congestions are known as pectorals. They are used in treating bronchitis, infections, chest colds, and other respirants. That doesn't say anything to me. That's interesting. That's very interesting that they don't have... um, book doesn't have anything in it on wild cherry bark and it's all right it doesn't have to have anything in your own wild cherry bark because in the end of the day I think I might have said all that I needed to say about wild cherry bark let me see if this one has anything I think it's pretty much going to say just about everything that I said um about the the herb I'm sure if I dug a little bit deeper I could probably find a whole lot more but um for the most part of it um yeah I think I said everything that I needed to say about it and I hope it helped somebody I hope you guys are are getting an understanding of the herb that I'm talking about in a different fashion a whole different mind frame of it and when you get the opportunity go on ahead and get yourself some of this wild cherry bark and go on ahead and have yourself a nice little glass of it after you do your research and after you talk to your doctor Um, I'm not telling you to do something there I go I don't want to be I gotta be mindful not to do that I'm not telling you to do it but after you do all your research and you talk to your doctor get yourself some cherry bark and, and sit back and sip on it for a little bit and kick back just before nighttime and uh, see how it works for you. To, uh, tomorrow or whenever I come back with my next segment, segment, I'll let you know how this wild cherry bark works out for me. All right, peace and blessings to you all. I send nothing but light and love towards your way. Um, each one, teach one. Uh, light and love. Man, anything that I can conjure up in my spirit, I'm sending it out to you all. Thank you so much for being here and listening to me this evening. You guys have a peaceful, well, well-rested evening. Good night.